When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, you guys ready to do this? <laughs> I am ready. Ready, to get, ready, ready second, as ever. Hold on, hold on. Jesus, one fucking second. Christ. Wait, oh, Kevin's not ready. What what is that's happening all, over that's there? A, that's out loud. What Kevin. would the okay. what would the Pope say? Kevin? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right, I'm here. Okay, Jesus great. Christ. Think about the. What would the Pope do? <laughs> ready? <laughs> what? <laughs> What would Popey do? He'd be on your your OnlyFans. Yeah, Popey, that's pretty that's pretty familiar. Um, uh, Popey Wopey. Hey, Jeffy, do the thing that starts the show. On tonight's Dad Bandland, here's some of what we're going to be talking about. All right. Yeah, so sonorous, smooth. very nice. Hit it. DBL, it's Dad Band Land, everybody. The podcast that talks about all the music you love from the point of view of a neighborhood cover band. I'm your host, Adam Felber. I am your other host, Kevin Burke. Right here across the table from us, why, that's Brian Frank, the guy who owns the, the creepy, creepy House of Wax. Brian, what wax are we celebrating this week in your House of Wax? We are celebrating Stevie Wonder's 15th album, Talking Book. And he's like 20 years wait, old wait, when he records it. It's his 15th album. Are you kidding me? It is the second album of what's considered his classic period. I just can't wait. That, that album. Yeah. His, is I do special. love. I'm like I love Stevie, but I love knowing that his classic period starts at album 14. <laughs> 13 actually. It's, Music of my mind. Oh right, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the lucky it's sad 13. that th- that was his last album. It was not. No, in fact. that's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, that voice that comes from the box, the man in the box, and the box is in San Diego, that's but right. he's in a box here on, on our desk. That's Jeffy Brandon, the proprietor of Jeffy's Jukebox. Hey, what platters have you loaded into your jukebox for us tonight, Jeffy? Well, this week, it's best bonus tracks or outtakes. And All right. Yeah. And the great thing about it is that it comes from our listener, uh... Our one listener? Yes, one that of one, one of our listeners. Our fan. <laughs> and tonight's Jeffy's Jukebox comes from one of our listeners, uh, Scott Finley. 
Scott Friendly has uh, written to us before. He's a he's a he's a super a he's loyal a power fan. fan. Yeah, well, he's a, a super fan. fan. So Jeffy, you're in the box because because you're in San Diego tonight. How are things down in San Diego? They're fine. Okay. Wow, that I, that really, little bit of banter that, went no, nowhere. That was really I'm sorry, dubious. I'm sorry, I was so his, surprised. His nervous you, look around. I, no, was, I was, yeah, what's, what are you down there honestly, for? Honestly, I was I was so surprised that you asked me a question uh, that. I, I, I was like a deer in the headlights. I, I literally yeah, were. You looked scared. You literally were. We saw that headlight in your face. Yeah. So? You want to try again? So as, how is San Diego? <laughs> so I, I saw quite a bit of the city today, actually. I saw a little Italy, and I went around to... Uh, went down to the harbor. Gas, the gas, gas lamp, lamp district. district. Gas lamp district. I did. I did all that. Yeah, yeah. last time I was down there, I got COVID. Oh. So hopefully you have a better trip. Yes. Yeah, I, I was mostly mostly masked, as they say. Excellent, mostly. Yeah, mostly. The All right, well, <laughs> mostly. Let's uh, let's roll on. So it's time for our breakdown section, where Kevin I... and I break down the band. Kevin, what's our topic this week? Speaking of breaking down the band, um, I was this morning trying to make some calls to the mechanic shop, and then you texted me saying, "Hey, this is like we were teenagers again." You're like, "Dude." I need a ride to work. I'm like, why? <laughs> and, and you're like, dude, get this. Someone stole my cat. This is how you speak. I don't know. This is how Adam is like not on the podcast. He's okay. Like, dude, so someone stole my catalytic converter last That's time. what I sound like? That's what you sound like. Oh, wow. And then you come, and you come here and you're like, hey, this is Adam Felber, host it's, of- It's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's, yeah, it's like there's two of us. And I, I was mean, texting you, and yet you got that voice through a text. That's, yeah, that's how it read, read it to me in my earbuds. It was like, Adam says, dude. <laughs> well, dude, it's true. Someone took my catalytic converter. Uh, a guy I work with just had his uh, catalytic converter stolen. It seems to be all the rage with uh, Priuses. It yes, is the rage with Priuses. That's you why have a I was. Prius? Yes, yes. That's why yeah. I was calling my mechanic. I was I, to, to for the very purpose of trying to get it protected. And then you you texted me with that voice. Dude, dude, someone stole it. Dude, you're not gonna so, believe what happened, dude. When, I need a ride to work. When Adam says "dude," it's really <laughs> serious. That's how yeah, you know. Yeah, serious. So not only was my cat, and I want to warn everybody out there, if you can, if you can, if you have something like a Prius, a popular car, um, do what Kevin's about to do, which is protect your catalytic converter. You can, like, build a little cage around it or yeah. um, hire a guard. This is something right. that uh, happened to a friend of ours, uh, Scotty, Adam. At a Prius, oh, yeah? he woke up to the sound of a chainsaw and... <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, you know what? They can I, do it in I like forty you, seconds or something. They can. I, my neighbor. It was on my neighbor's ring. It took less than two minutes. Car pulled up next to it. The car pulled away. You can also do oh, this. Wow. You can so also you caught it on the ring. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You can also wow. get a sticker. A sticker that just says this catalytic converter contains Ebola virus, right? And it's probably not true. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, it's probably not true. But but they but they might they may take a second. They might look at it and be like, you know what? There's a one percent chance. It may this thing give them the pause. Yeah, when and I was twenty two years old, when I was twenty two years old, a realtor took me to small claims court. She had put some pressure on me to 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 put down a deposit on on a on an apartment. And then when I got back to my original apartment, the the owner was like, ah, you know, if you don't have roommate, it's okay. You can stay for a month or two, pay half, it's fine. So I canceled immediately. Like an hour later, I'm telling this realtor, cancel that check, don't cash that check. Mm -hmm. And she took me to small claims court. And I think the judge just gave her a nominal fee, like $150. Uh, and I had to write a check for $150. I wrote on the check, I curse this money and all who would take it. In the memo line. <laughs> right. There's no law against that. <laughs> no. She never cashed the check. She never cashed she it. She never cashed wow. it. Because, yeah, all you want to do is give it that 1% de- moment yeah. of doubt. You give them what? pause. Yeah, is it like, worth it for me to cash this? Like, <laughs> yeah. If it's true... This hun- you know, there are yeah. things unproven by science. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. This so, catalytic converter is cursed. Yeah, is cursed. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, forget Ebola. Just go all the way to curse. Cursed, cursed. Yeah. You so, and your children and your children's children. Yes. And all you want them to do is going to go yes. to the next car. Yeah, if you They're take this go. catalytic converter... Your line will end with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that that covers our breakdown section. <laughs> by the way, a literal breakdown. P.S. Everybody, uh, catalytic converters. There's now a one to two month wait for the part that yeah. I need. 
Yeah. So oh, if I could find man. the guy who stole it, I'd buy it from him. Well, right now. chances are he's you're going to end up buying it back from whoever's got the parts. No, so. they it's break a, them yeah. down and and take the rare metals inside. They want palladium. It's palladium, I think. Or, or polonius or something. Is this science talk? What the hell is this? Yeah, it's a rare earth element inside the catalytic converter. Science facts. <laughs> science science facts. facts. Hey, speaking of that, let's roll on down the street to uh, to Jeffy's Jukebox. How down we, down how in we, the how gaslight we, district of San how Diego. We, how are we rolling? We don't have a vehicle that operates without making a loud noise. There's your Prius. Oh, right, dude. Pick me up. We gotta dude, dr- dude. we gotta drive to the house of wax. Dude, today. I need you to take me to the dude. house of wax. Dude. No, 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 no. It's dude, not the house of wax. It's the first. We gotta make a stuff first. The roadhouse. We gotta stuff first to the roadhouse. A guy owes me money in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think he's gonna be reluctant to give it to me. Oh, but keep the car running. Uh, It's running and it's quiet because I still have my catalytic converter. Oh Uh, wait, but there's music coming from inside. Yeah, yes, Jeffy. What is? (laughs) Introduce Jeffy's jukebox the way you do. All right, here we go. Tonight on Jeffy's Jukebox, we have a suggestion from one of our listeners, Scott Fendley, and he suggests best bonus tracks or outtakes. And that could be anything from a hidden track or a bonus track from a re-release or anything of that ilk. Welcome to Jeffy's Jukebox. Hey, uh, what do you got there? What's what's your... Thank you for letting me start. I mean, uh... (laughs) I would like to start with a song from 2012. It's uh, from our good friend Kendrick Lamar. Tell us what that is, All besides right, that, Kendrick Lamar. That is the recipe featuring Dr. Dre from Good Kid, Mad City. Right. Yes. right. Was that his first full album? Uh, that is a first that is more official. of a Brian Frank question. Uh, uh, yeah, first Fr- official full album. First yeah. official full album. That yeah. and that, that is some other kind that of thing. That slaps. It yeah. does slap. That's yeah. that's a great one. And that that is a is that a hidden track or just a bonus track? It is a bonus track. Fantastic! I love it. It is a hidden. All right, track. Je- Jeffy. It be covering my bases. <laughs> Kyle, put the right answer in there, buddy. No, I you don't. Do. Yes, you got them both. <laughs> no, this stays in. What? Hey, Jeffy. Why uh, do you since keep your doing jukebox. that? I'm a producer since too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, who's next? Well, I'll go next then. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, the funny thing is. Both of the ones I was thinking of doing are by the same band. And I know we covered oh, wow. this band just two weeks ago. Oh. But they have they have a they have two it's REM. They have two fantastic uh hidden tracks, bonus tracks, whatever you, what you will. The first one, uh, the one that we're not gonna do is Superman, uh, which right. which is a, a cover of a from an obscure sixties band, and it's great. But on their first Warner Brothers album, Green, they have a song that still has no title. Its official title on the track is 11 because it's the 11th mm-hmm. track. It is unlisted and it is just a work of surpassing beauty. And I think the official title from them was actually untitled. Untitled? I, yeah, I it was purposely it untitled. Excellent. That was also on my list. Titled, untitled. It, it was it, on Brian's it, list. If you Beautiful. call it untitled, mm-hmm. isn't that the title? <laughs> It's a it's a slippery slope, Jeffy. It's, it's a slippery slope. When, on the down. listing, it's not in quotation marks like all the other uh, well, tracks. Well, this is a band that had an album called Eponymous, so there you go. Yeah. Okay, true. Adam, you fixed yes. it with the quotes. You fixed it. It is untitled. Right. Thank you. It is untitled. Without there the quotes, though, that's the title. Let's drop the needle. Slide. 
That is just a beautiful, really beautiful is. song. It's one of my favorite REM songs, and it's a hidden track without a title. Yeah, I love that track. What's interesting is I had that on cassette, and so you never really thought about what was the bonus or not even listed. It just was this ending song. It was just, just the next track. To yeah. realize. It was just, just yeah. a song on the tape, and I'm like, oh, man. I had it on CD first, I think. So and you knew there was a track there. I didn't, well, I, knew, I didn't know there was a track there until the first time I listened to it, because it's, it's not listed, even as untitled, on the back of the album. So I just assumed, like, oh, uh, you know, track 10 is done, that's the end of the album, and then all of a sudden there's a track 11 there, and it's a great song. I assumed I had lost count of how many songs were on the side. I was like, didn't I hear four songs? Did I hear five songs? Is there an extra song? What is wrong with me? Not realizing there was a secret song hiding a sec- back there. secret song. Still no. doesn't have a title, and um, I, I, I just love it to death. All right, that's who's next? Um, I can go next. I went, when I started going down this, I went down the outtakes route. Great. Mm. Um, For a little bit of variety. Yeah, and I and I ended up going right right to to my my two favorites, which are which are David Bowie and Prince, which what I was looking at, and and going through this was actually kind of made me sad. I mean, they both were gone in the in the same four month period, and part of why I'm such a big fan is there's such a wealth of material. There's such a wealth of material that keeps coming out. Part of these outtakes, and and they keeps pouring out to the point where yeah. I can't even keep up with. I them. I almost you know I discounted the idea of doing Prince. Yeah. Because there's so many bonus tracks that so are great many. and outtakes, it's and just Bowie's ridiculous. Is, and Bowie's the same way, and they keep coming out. But there's one that I, I wanted to bring up because it is an outtake from 1999, which is already a double album of great songs. And this was a song that somehow didn't make that album, but it is an all-time Prince classic. In fact, I saw a video recently of Elvis Costello covering this song live. All right. And it is called Moonbeam, Moonbeam Levels. What year is this from? 82. Kidding me? How do I not know this? Because he made so much music. Because <laughs> it will take you eight lifetimes to listen to all of his music. Wow. A great song. I mean, that's really the that transition. Is... Transition from 1999, the Purple Rain. I was gonna say there. that feels like you're like you're chugging towards Purple Rain, it right? Really there. does. Yeah. And it, again, it's there's, beautiful. There's already two records worth of music there, and Outtake just lost to time, an all-time classic. Because he never stopped making new music, he, you know, he he had no desire to release the old stuff. Yeah, he just moved on to the next thing. Yeah. And what's great about going through these outtakes is you hear any of your favorite bands, just the sound of their voices, the, their production at that time. It's like finding an old friend. Yeah. Your friend had extra things to tell you that you didn't know about back then. It's great. That is a great thing. Thank you for that one. Hey, Brian, friend, I'm, I'm guessing you might have made a list. I did. I did. Did you, you covered a couple of mine already. Did you keep so it to 50? Do a different one. <sighs> oh, <seven>. no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other day was uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was his 60th birthday. I love that guy. And he's fantastic. And so I listened to a Red Hot Chili Peppers album to celebrate his birthday. What did you listen to? I listened to One Hot Minute. Oh, uh, right. Because that is his vocal debut. He's got a song called P that he is the vocalist on. I don't think so I knew that. That's why I listened to that one. So it got me on a how Red you, Hot Chili Peppers kick. P E A. Like the food. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Not like the urine. And, I thought uh, it might be just the letter P, so I was making oh, sure. Oh, okay. Sure, okay. Good. I'm glad you checked. And we As in P-Funk. This. Oh, right. Sure. True. Uh, so it got me on this Red Hot Chili Peppers kick, and I was reminded of all these songs that I love by them. And they have so many great songs that were actually B-sides to singles. Right. Really? So back in the day in Europe, when you put out a single, you had to put a B-side that wasn't on the album. So this one was the B-side to the song Taste the Pain, 
uh, which was on their album Mother's Milk. It was produced by Norwood Fisher from uh, Fishbone, and it features Billy Preston on keyboards. Oh, I, I then, can't wait. <laughs> and then it actually was on the soundtrack to Pretty Woman. What? Wow. Yes, and this is one of my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song. It's called Show Me Your Soul. Oh, I'm so on board already. <laughs> Classic Preston. We, we have, and uh, it was later included on the 1992 compilation album, What Hits, which was released by EMI to capitalize on the band's success, having left EMI and gone to Warner Brothers Records and putting out uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Right. Wasn't Mother's Milk considered a breakthrough album until Blood Sugar Sex Magic just... Yeah, that was the first one I had heard Wiped the floor with, yes. with, uh, with yeah. Mother's Milk. I think Mother's Milk yeah. might have been the first one with John Frusciante on the... On I the it uh, was. Yeah, and on Chad Smith guitar. on the drums. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Chad Smith's first album, too. I don't yeah. know if I knew that. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's some great stuff, but I had never heard that cut, and that cut that Oh, you gotta listen great. to that song. It's a good one. Yeah. These are some great songs, gentlemen. These are yeah. these you know are. I don't want this segment to go too long because I'm on a very tight schedule today. Yes, you're very. Uh, but let's uh, let's at least be, without needle dropping. Anybody want to name some more favorites? I was gonna bring up the Clash, Train in Vain. I was gonna bring up that one, uh, Train in Vain, yeah. of course, on London Calling. That is a great That's song a, and yeah. um, and a single, like one of the biggest hits off that yeah. album. As an extra song, as a, th- as a throw. It was thrown on on the last minute. It yeah. wasn't listed. And it's then shortly, I think it's probably pretty hard now to find a pressing of London Calling that doesn't have that listed, because eventually they did list it. Mm-hmm. But it was just a sticker on the outside of the album when it started. Because oh, they printed the jackets before they printed yeah. the masters. Classic mistake. Wax facts. <laughs> and, and a great song. I, I love yeah. that song. You know what? I also love um, Annie Lennox's ballad cover of that song hmm. from her album Medusa. Wow. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, I've not heard that. Right. You're right. That is a good song. When I, <laughs> Thank you, <Debbie>. <laughs> <laughs> when I, was going I down validate you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. And you're looking at Brian because that is how Zoom works. <laughs> when um when I was going down that list, I was talking about going um, finding David Bowie outtakes and when he first put out his CDs in the late eighties, early nineties they each had like three or four bonus tracks, like unreleased things. Then those CDs went out of print, and they've, these things have been out of print for almost 30 years, like all these bonus tracks. But there's a song from Lodger, left over from the album Lodger in 1979, called I Pray Olay. No one knows this song. No one on earth knows this song. But if you can find it somewhere, because it was in print, it's one of his all-time classics. Really? Never heard. Just he's just in he's in a great form. He's finishing up that Berlin trilogy. Yep. And it's just it's just an extra song that no one had pulled. I out. pray Ole. I pray Ole, <clears throat> like O L E. Oh, you know, like, like a like, bullfighter. Yeah. Yes. yeah, like a bullfighter might. What yell. a great or someone might yell song. Out of I'm assuming it's Adrian Ballou on guitar. It just kicks ass. There's a whole set of these bonus tracks lost to time. They've not been put back out again. Lost. So that's, I'm sure um, they will be time. soon. I would have thought that, but it's been it's yeah. been a number of years. They've they, not they been put out. It's his birthday. They're doing all kinds. Yeah. You know, seventy fifth. I can't keep up with yeah. the amount of Bowie releases. So right much. Now. There's that new one that's uh, that coming one out. from Hunky yeah. Dory. Yep. It's too much. Yeah, I know. I never thought <laughs> I, would, I, I never. I don't even too buy any other Bowie. music, and I can't I buy that. It's too much. Brian, I'm so gonna much. let you throw a, a, a yeah. couple, a little more candling on. I got, I got one, one or two. I got another one from the '90s. Uh, I love this song, and it has the distinction of being. Uh, a bonus track, unreleased track, hidden track from a compilation. You can't get more 90s than this. 
Right. <laughs> if it was it's track uh, zero, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> there track you go. <laughs> when you go, when you have to rewind yeah, from the first yes. track yeah. on the CD. God, what, um, a, what a bizarre, t- what a bizarre time. We had so much time on our hands. We would just dick around on CDs. Easter eggs. Hidden songs. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> um, this uh, Nirvana had a song that was originally called the Verse Chorus Verse, but some people refer to it as Sappy because there was another abandoned Nirvana song called Verse, Chorus, Verse. There was also an abandoned double live album right. called Verse, Chorus, that. Verse. Uh, and it appeared on the AIDS Benefit compilation album, No Alternative. It was unlisted. The band had recorded it like four different times. They did it before Grohl. They did it with Grohl. They did it to be on In Utero. Uh, and um, anyway... Love this song. Yeah, it's a Sappy's, great one. Sappy's a, yeah. an all-time great song. I think it's yeah. only now available in that box set, right? Is that yeah. where the, the three-disc box set that came out, I'm going to say, 15 years ago now? Something like that. Yeah. And, unless you still have your No Alternative, no alternative CD, which CD. I did have, you know, by I the may, way. That was a great CD. I have CD. that as well. That's, uh, that was a great CD. Well, Nirvana also famously had, um, uh, what was the song? Uh, Aneurysm, right? That was at the end of Nevermind. Um no, it was called. Uh, Did I get the name right? Oh, I had it. I had it written down because it was on my list too. But this song is better. Um, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. But yeah, they had that. They had um, the gallons of out yeah, rubbing right, gallons of through. Yes, that one. The strip. No, so and it's many. interesting. Yeah. Like the, I had a copy of Nevermind without the bonus track, and I thought I mm-hmm. got ripped off. And it turned out that the first like few hundred thousand didn't have the bonus track i got one of the rare ones that's with the less. rare one without the bonus track yeah i yeah. got i go one with less that's rare so i have to keep that one all right do you still have it <laughs> yeah i have it i want to just buy it <laughs> no i think we, this endless, is, I think we endless, you guys can, endless nameless you guys yes. can sidebar on that yes. one uh, <laughs> afterwards i want to throw out like uh, one more i just want to give an honorable mention to um euro trash girl by cracker Dave Lowry's band after Camper Van Beethoven, and that was their biggest hit, I believe, as a band, and it was uh, a hidden track on the Kerosene Hat album, which is not as good as their debut album, but still a damn good album, I thought. Uh, Also, I thought somebody was going to mention that Green Day one, Uh, where he sounds like Adam Sandler. (laughs) I think that's the drummer. Oh, it is. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he sounds exactly like Adam Sandler playing a character in that. He's he's definitely the. one in the band who does the best Adam Sandler. Yes. And the, the band-wide sure. contest in the mid-90s yeah. was well known. He won. <laughs> <laughs> he won that. I got to do all by myself or whatever that's called. Hey, everybody, Dad Band Land is going to be back right after this. DDL. DBL is back. DBL Dad is Band back. Land. And uh, hey, Kevin, dude. What? Dude. What? Dude. What? I need a ride. What? I need a ride. Why? My my catalytic converter got stolen ah. again. Oh, brother. I can't. How many catalytic converters do you have? I don't know. I, I, none right now. One's Dude. definitely Dude, I need one a ride. fewer now. Where do you got? I got shit to do. Where do we have to go? Well, uh, just just down the road a little ways to that house there. Okay. Okay, oh, I can dude, pick you up. I'll dude, pick you up. your car sounds terrible. Huh? My car I sounds fine. I think your fine. catalytic converter no, is stolen. No, this is how it always sounds. Priuses are always this noisy. No, 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 they're not, dude. <laughs> dude, we got to go get help. What? <laughs> where are we, we going to get help? <laughs> that house over there. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that house that has a bunch of catalytic converters in the front yard? Yeah. That's messed up. I'm not going to that house. Oh, come on. That guy steals catalytic He's converters. He's got so dude, many, dude. they've got to be cheap. Yeah, that's uh, right. We'll oh. see if we can buy a catalytic converter. Okay. All right, I'm go- we're going to the Maybe house. Maybe we can snap a catalytic converter for one of your organs, Jeffy, since Kevin. you're on the Zooms, you, 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 you keep an eye on us on the Zooms, okay, Jeffy? Yeah, yeah make good, sure it's safe. Good luck. Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't in New York when you called me. You're like, dude. You just dude. Gotta, just, just, yeah. dude, I'm in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to come pick me up. Dude, dude, I'm in Vancouver. You got to come get me. <laughs> you got to come get me, dude. I need to get to work. Hey, uh, hey, uh, sir. Hello. Apparently, I need a catalytic converter. <laughs> Oh, I just um, murder people that have stolen catalytic converters oh, and ow. leave them here. Oh, oh, oh that's that unfortunate. Ex- that explains the catalytic converters and the blood. And that explains why you just put me up on this meat hook through my yeah, shoulder blades. Yeah, you know what? And that explains thank you, because he was having me drive him fucking everywhere, and I was getting <laughs> sick of this. <laughs> so what do you call this house of horrors? Oh, that's nice. That, that is, is nice. pretty good. Pretty good. That's Jeffy, not going to help our car problems. No, or, or the or the meat hook through my shoulder. <laughs> Jeffy, if you can call the police, that might be um, 
Uh, it might be nice. I sure would like to get off this meat I, hook. No, yeah. I said I only people. You want me calling the police? I said only people what? that stole catalytic. Did you steal the catalytic converters? I kill the people that steal the catalytic converters. Is it you? Oh, yeah. And then I line up the catalytic converters as a tribute to them. Yeah. Oh. Did yeah. you steal your own catalytic? Is this? I did not. Are you making yourself a victim? I don't are know why I'm on this meat hook. <laughs> He's just All using right, well, the catalytic converters as bait. As long as I'm here, why don't you tell me what's going on in this house what of wax tonight? What the hell's tonight? up in this house? <laughs> uh, well, tonight in the house of wax, we're talking about Stevie Wonder's 15th album, Talking Book, which was originally released on October 28, 1972. I meant to bring my record today, and I was uh, I did not have time to grab it. I listened to I have the um, numbered limited edition Mobile Fidelity Sound Lab remaster. And if you can wow. get your hands on wow. one of these, it's well worth the probably like 200 bucks or whatever it costs these days. But it's a good one. Um, this record, as Adam was mentioning before, is part of uh, what people refer to as the peak era of Stevie Wonder. And it was released just seven months after Music of My Mind. So we were talking about on, uh, on the break about streaks when artists are in the zone. Holy shit was this guy yeah, in the zone. Unbelievable. And on top of it, he produced it himself, right? He plays the majority of the instruments. I mean, <laughs> it's really just all him. It's not like a band that like, you know, gets together and, and makes stuff happen. This is this guy, his incredible brain. Um, it was, I just have some wax facts, but I know wax we all facts. have a, a lot to talk about. <laughs> sure. Um, it was recorded at Electric Lady in New York. Air in London and uh, Crystal Sound and the Record Plant in LA. Um, as I mentioned, Stevie played a billion different keyboards and synthesizers that Adam could probably tell us about. <laughs> played Moog bass, and to me, that my Moog favorite bass part. Was fantastic. And my favorite part is the drums. Yeah, I, I referenced this uh, at, uh, on an earlier episode. I've had the fortune of of listening to this, the multi tracks of this album, and being able to isolate the tracks. And to hear the drums on Superstition, just listening to that, it's a great song. Just the drums. Yeah. You can just <laughs> listen to him playing the drums. You're like, this is a fucking great song. Um, there were some uh, contributors on this record that you may have heard of. Uh, Jeff Beck. Um, Ray Parker Jr. That's true. Denise Williams and David Sanborn. And I find those last three really interesting because they hit their peak probably like 12, 13 years after after being appearing on, this. on Stevie Wonder's record. That's kind of interesting. Fun, well, right? when we talk about it, I've never had the liner notes for reasons I'll explain, ah, but okay. I had no idea who's been on this oh, record. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I had um, no idea they were on that. And so this record was huge, huge for the world and huge for Stevie. It was his first number one R&B album, which wow. is kind of hard to believe. Yeah. It's hard to believe that, that, music of my mind didn't go to number one. No. And, uh, um, and it was Sign Seal Delivered? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, So and it was there for three weeks. And it hit number three on the top 200. Uh, and he won three Grammys. Uh, you Are the Sunshine of My Life. He got Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. Not wrong. And su I agree. And Superstition, he won uh, Best Male R&B Vocal Performance and Best R&B Song. Wow. Yeah, yeah. For what, for what songs? Superstition. Gotcha. But the album did not win Album of the Year. Amazingly... His next album, Inner Visions, did win the Grammy for <laughs> Album of the Year. Talk about a streak, right? Yeah. And uh, Malcolm Cecil and Robert Margolif uh, won Best Engineered Album, non-classical, for Inner Visions. But they had also worked on Talking Book. So I think that they were almost like, they felt like they owed them for two in a row. I yeah, mean, right. sounds like so it. It's amazing. Um, so Superstition, and this is another shocking one, was uh, his... Uh, it was number one on the Hot 100, and that was his first number one since Fingertips Part Two in 1963. <laughs> Are you kidding wow. me? First on the Hot 100, not yeah. R&B. First pop number one overall one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, still. And it hit number one on the R&B charts. Um, and You Are the Sunshine of My Life also was number one on the Hot 100. 
but only hit number three on the R&B chart. So oh. somehow, yeah, somehow that became like a pop song. Isn't that interesting? He won the Grammy for pop vocal performance on You Are the Sunshine of My Life, but R&B for Superstition, I guess. They it makes a little sense. It. I mean, the way we, yeah. we, the weird way we were drawing genre lines then, it's not that different than the way we do it now, but yeah. it's still no, messed that's, up. That's true. Yeah. It's still messed up. Um, the original pressings of this record, here's a fun wax fact. Wax um, facts that are fun. <laughs> had, had Braille on it. And oh, the Braille read, here is my music. It is all I have to tell you how I feel. Know that your love keeps my love strong, Stevie. That's a wow. song in itself. That's wow. beautiful. How amazing is that? And he, this quote about this record, I felt like we couldn't top it, so I just have to read the quote. He said, it wasn't so much that I wanted to say anything except where I wanted to just express various many things that I felt. The political point of view that I have, the social point of view that I have, the passions, emotions, and love that I felt, compassion, the fun of love that I felt, the whole thing in the beginning with a joyful love, and then the pain of love. And I mentioned that also specifically because Blame It on the Sun and Looking for Another Pure Love were co-writes with Sarita Wright, who was married to Stevie Wonder in this period, and their marriage ended. Oh wow! Right then, so they were married oh. only eighteen months, September nineteen seventy till nineteen seventy two, when this record came out. Amazing. So this kind of traces their relationship, and there's also um, co-writes. Uh, you got a bad girl, and I believe when I fall in love with it will be forever. Were co-writes with Avon Wright, not related. Um, who also co-wrote co uh, Music of My Mind, fulfilling this first finale and Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants. Ah. Um, Those are some good wax facts right yeah, there, my I'm friend. I'm going to save some of my other wax facts until we talk about some of these songs, because I have some interesting ones about some of these tunes, but I want to open the floor. I, I'm, my throat is parched. Well, I, I just want to start and say, as... You know, we're music lovers. I'm always looking for new music. I'm trying to find music that is going to excite me. And being... A music lover is some way. It's like being a drug addict. We are constantly searching <laughs> yeah. for a high that we're ne we've felt and we're never sure we're gonna feel again. Yes, but it does not stop us from searching. And then so I, true. And then every once in a while, I put on a record like this. I'm like, why the fuck do I even bother looking for new music? <laughs> <laughs> this is so. This, I mean, this is just gonna be a gushing review. Every song is perfect. Everything about this is perfect. Yeah. I, it's I, I already have perfection in my hands. You know why look for more perfection? This is just one of those records. If you do not know this album, I can't even tell you how good it is. You it's owe it so to yourself good. to listen to it. You yeah, owe it to yourself. What 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 stuns me, and I, we can talk about lots of individual songs and stuff, is that by four or five songs in, you are convinced you're listening to one of the greatest albums in musical history, yeah. and then the song that he's been hinting about. Kind of with various riffs throughout the, those some of those first songs, superstition drops, and you're like, you're dropping that at number five or number right. six well, on that. Well, first album? song side two. Yeah, but yeah. still, it's how dare <laughs> yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, no, well, and, oh, that's that because that, that song slaps. It kills, and I was I was saying with no liner notes, I bought this in some some discount place for three dollars on cassette, and this wasn't even like a fancy. Remastering. This is one of those shit cassettes with like the UPC code was half the cover picture, and I just I didn't know who was on it. I didn't know. I just knew there were two sides, and it was hissy, and it still was magical. <laughs> I remember this was my first full album from that period of Stevie's that I listened to, you know, cover to cover, and that just launched me onto a lifelong pursuit of hearing all of Stevie from that era. Yeah, uh, and because this one just blew my mind. Yeah, my mother played Stevie in the house all the time, so I just. I grew up listening to this record. And oh, that's great. a bunch of others, too. But this and Intervisions were on all the time. I had um, Songs in the Key of Life before this. So this was a way of like going backwards. And once I got to uh, Maybe Your Baby, I, that's like the fucking coolest song I ever heard in my whole life. That's <laughs> Maybe Your Baby done made some yeah. other plans? Yeah. I, that song, I know I've said earlier that songs shouldn't go on to 10 minutes, but if that song was just 20 minutes of that closing, <laughs> closing like chorus, it's, it's it so, cool. so hard. It's the coolest fucking song. You want to you drop the end of Maybe My Baby for yeah, us? Yeah, 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 we'll do a needle drop on that. I do want to point out, because this is kind of a fun f wax fact, there's very precious little guitar on this album. 
There and is. there's almost no bass either. It's he is manufacturing so much funk out of the keyboards. He's got that Moog bass, but even more importantly, and Brian intimated that I might talk about this, the Honer clavinet. Yes, it's a weird instrument. It's not, it's it can be an ugly instrument, but in the right hands, and obviously these are the best hands in musical history. It can be such a weapon of funk, and that all of superstition c- yes, cannot sir. exist without that Honer clavinet sound. And you, you think you might be listening to just like a gifted funk guitar, but you're not. You're listening to a man manufacturing the funk through the keys. Let's yeah. hear some, some end of Maybe Your Baby. It just keeps building. I'm a little boy. It keeps grooving. <laughs> it goes on forever. It's hypnotic. It's that that was the song that sold me. I mean, I like I like. Uh, that was some clavinet on that too. That's by the, way. the song that sold me on the record. I'm like, this record could do anything after this, and I'm cool. And that's the second cut, maybe second. Third? Uh, yeah. Second cut. Yeah, yeah. Second song after starting with "You Are the Sunshine of My Life." Right. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. on its own I, is just heartbreakingly beautiful. And You said it's heartbreakingly beautiful. I think that's another thing that just blows my mind about Stevie Wonder is to have that level of musicianship, to groove that hard, um, to, to have such interesting arrangements, and yet at the same time, it's so heartfelt that it can break you. Well, I, I want to mention You and I, We Can Conquer the World because that song to me is so touching and so emotional and it's one of my favorites and when i did the research i realized it's not just me apparently this was a wedding song at barack and michelle uh, obama's wedding so it wasn't just me that that is a great choice (laughs) and on good times uh ralph performs the song at the wedding of his sister on the television show good times Good Times. good times wow apparently George Michael released a version of the song solely on MP3 as a gift to Prince William and Catherine Middleton wow. on the occasion of their wedding. Did not know that. Did not know that. Uh, and there have been a bunch of covers, including Joe Cocker, uh, Michael Bublé, Macy Gray, et cetera. Et cetera. Oh, I know I, Macy I, Gray I covered that. That I, makes sense to me. I, I love love songs as much as the next person, but oftentimes they do feel... Lacking sincerity, and one mm. thing that is certainly never lacking in Stevie, like I believe when he's singing, I believe when I fall in love, this time it'll be forever. I mm-hmm. believe that shit. Like that is yes. completely. He <laughs> is not phoning it, and he's not trying to write, write a wedding song for hits. He believes it, and that that's something he can do that very few artists can do is is sell that sincerity that this is coming straight from the heart. Well, and speaking of this song, here's some other crazy wax facts. Wax facts. George Michael also. Released a cover of this song live in concert, um, and here's one that relates back to our uh, heart conversation. In the spring of 1974, a recording by Songbird was released by Mushroom Records. Oh, this was a studio group consisting of producer Mike Flicker, Howard Lease, and Rob Deers, all of whom worked with Heart. Yes, I was going to say Mushroom Lab- Mushroom Records is the label that kind of fucked over Heart. We exactly. talked about that months yeah. ago. And it was the label's <laughs> first charting single, reaching number 75 on the Canadian chart. Uh, Josh Groban covered this song, and this wow. was the first track on Art Garfunkel's 1975 album, Breakaway, which... I own, so I'm gonna have to go back yeah, and listen to that. <laughs> Absolutely, I wanted to, I wanted to turn our attention just because it's funny to another song. In the middle of the album, he goes from relationships and heartbreak to talking about politics and stuff and and larger world issues. He does that by doing uh, superstition, which segues beautifully into Big Brother. Kevin, mm-hmm. can you play a little bit of uh, the beginning of Big Brother for yeah. us, just so people have yeah. it in their heads? Ah. Oh. You say that you're watching me on the telly Seeing me go nowhere Okay. This song wormed its way into my brain yet again this week. <laughs> and for, for reasons that I don't understand, 
I started singing different lyrics to it like all week long. Really bad, like, and the one that made me laugh the most, laugh out loud while I was walking through the bar a couple days ago was, "Your name is Geppetto. You made a wooden boy. Yes, you did now." <laughs> made a whole boy out of wood. It just, for some reason, Geppetto felt, felt really good. <laughs> that's, first of all, I'm going to say, no one has ever done that. Yeah, Nobody. That you, you have broken new ground. Yeah. You're, a pi- you're a pioneer. They it's say there's Second nothing all, under, new under the yeah. sun, but this <laughs> yeah, is new. You've done it. You're definitely new. Second of all, whoever overheard you said that was probably like, dude, we're stealing that guy's fucking catalytic converter. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Your name is Geppetto. <laughs> My um, name is Pinocchio. I don't know why that, I don't even like that story <laughs> or that movie. It's a weird that's story. So, that's so weird. We're in weird, weird town now. We, Geppetto uh, fits perfectly. Though. Somebody, I, uh, somebody turn the car. Yeah, <laughs> grab, grab the wheel. Grab, grab the wheel. The wheel. <laughs> so, let's take this that. one back here to, uh, to I have to say, just because that song reminded me of it, I've ne- as a former audio engineer, I've never yeah. looked up how Stevie records his harmonica. It's a very mm. distinct Stevie Wonder method of, re- of recording a harmonica. There's a, there's a Stevie Wonder harmonica sound that mm-hmm. you, is instantly recognizable. And he's a good harmonica player. He's Without being flashy, it's just, you know, I think, about, I think it was the next album had Boogie on Neg- Reggae Woman on it. And he plays, he plays a harmonica solo on that. He pauses in the middle to say, can I play? Mm-hmm. And then he plays yeah, a little bit, and then he goes, "Can I play?" The answer is yes, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you really, you bit. really don't have to ask, as it turns out. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to say, I mean, I don't know what more we want to go in terms of songs, but we didn't take a moment to recognize that Stevie Wonder is still alive, and we. And we should start recognizing how fucking great he is now and start putting on Mac. I've been thinking that what, for, he should be on money. He should be on money. <laughs> yeah, he should yeah. be he on money. On coins at yeah. the very least. Yeah, because what's going to happen is he's going to die and everyone's going to put him on magazines and be like, oh, we love Stevie. Let's tell Stevie Let's now tell Stevie. Yes. Tell him how now. fucking great he is. Call your, yeah. call I think your he senator. Get, he some of it. And call your senators. <laughs> we need a day for Stevie Wonder. He Stevie is Wonder on day. this earth. Still making music and not bad music either. No, not, not. I saw him play this album a few years ago. The whole album he played over at Staples. He still sounds pretty good. He sounds fantastic. Yeah. He's still alive. We well, need to, here's we one need of the reasons why he's still alive. He is an older man now. This album and um, the the one that precedes it were both made when he was 22 years old. His 15th and his 14th and 15th, 15th albums. Album. I I'm not even <laughs> thinking about my lack of accomplishments at 22. <laughs> It's I'm not. No, you're right. You're right. That's Stevie's like now 53 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie's younger than us. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody want to want a closing thought on this one? I mean, obviously, it's a it's a quadruple thumbs up. I yeah. mean, yeah, Kevin, yeah. Kevin nailed it. We need to celebrate him now. We just celebrate him now. Yeah, let's, and let's, let's I, I'm just going to go ahead and and thank my mom for introducing yeah. me to yes. Stevie Wonder. Yes. Uh, and having it be a part of my having, having him be a part of my childhood. What were your mom's favorite Stevie songs? Um, Happy birthday, probably. It's a great and, song. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Superstition. And <laughs> how could uh, it not? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Probably something from. I mean, there's so many from songs in the key of life. Uh, yeah. It's hard to narrow down, and and it wasn't like it is now. She would just put the. It wasn't like she'd put a song on. Right. She'd put the album on, and then she'd put the and album would just on again. Fill the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing with Superstition. I can never listen to that song just once. Yeah. Every time it's on, I I listen to it again. Even on the vinyl, I pick up the needle and put it back. <laughs> I, it's yeah. once is not enough. It you because no. it's too it's too much. You it's can't, so mighty. You too. can't. Accept all of it. Your brain cannot process yeah. all of it. That horn section. Ugh. That, and that's why I think it's in the middle. You need a yeah. whole side to warm up to it, then a whole uh, side to come yeah. down from it. So it's... Yeah. it's uh... He's, yeah, he's, smarter. Right. he's yeah. smarter than all of us, he, Kevin. He knows how yes. to sequence. There's no he knows how to sequence a record. <laughs> yes. I think that's probably correct. Yes. Um, all right. And, and, of course, it ends with, I believe, uh, When I Fall in Love. That's what I was saying. What, a, what that, a great song. That yeah. song, that's another one of those songs that I can listen to the closing bit forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. forever. It's hypnotic. You just want to be in that space. There's only two verses on that song. And, and the second one is, I think, like half, yeah. half a verse long. Because yes. he just, once you build to that 
particular refrain, why would you ever want to leave it? Well, there <laughs> is that lengthy. There's that lengthy <laughs> outro though. Yeah. Yeah. Where all of a sudden it breaks into Oh, all of a sudden songs. he get, yeah. And oh, I did want to mention that. That's yeah. a great point because all of a sudden he breaks into the kind of funk that kind of starts the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's almost like the whole album is, is you, a you cycle. You think you're going to start fading out on and that song and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's playing section. every single instrument and singing lead and backup on that song. It's all him. 100% just Twenty, him. And 22. Yeah, and 22 years 15, old. Mid-14 albums before that. Our lives are... Right. <laughs> I've I'm done nothing. G- uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to end it right now. What's the point? <laughs> well, let's end this segment right now. Dad Band Land will be right back with Hidden Treasures DBL. DBL! Dad Band Land has returned, everybody. The three of us here in the studio, Jeffy Branion, sat by via satellite. Yeah. <laughs> in San Diego, California. That's He's right. Little, Sunny little San square. Diego. Uh, this has been a good episode. ISDN line. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously, it's, it, it's not a lot of delay because the timing has been impeccable on this. Yes. And speaking of timing, it is time for one of our two favorite end-of-show segments. <laughs> it's yeah. Hidden Treasures, hidden everybody. Hidden Treasures! Hey, yes. Kevin Burke, you've got the calm with I Jeffy uh, in San calm. Diego, so who's who's going? Oh, you know what? He's going to go first. Where will the arrow land? It's going to land on Brian Frank. We're gonna Why start did you have to you. spin that beer bottle to pick huh? Brian Frank? That's how I make all my choices. Okay. <laughs> all I, the I spin catalytic, yeah. <laughs> I spin catalytic converters. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. Oh. <laughs> Still hurts. Uh, uh, um, so my uh, my song, my hidden treasure, yeah, yeah, is from 1986, but it is a cover of a song from 1970. And to me, the lyrics are just as apt today as they were in 1970 or in 1986. And this is from a band that I always thought should have been bigger in the U.S. of A. They were uh, big in the U.K. And I actually saw them in concert sometime after seeing R.E.M. Uh, oh, wow. It was one of the, you know, one yeah, of the I early remember you sneaking out I, to see R.E.M. Yeah, yeah, that I went to uh, on my own with my friends. and uh, Without permission from your mom. Without permission She's still from recovering mom. from that announcement during the <laughs> R.E.M. show two weeks ago. And now, <laughs> she, now she has to hear yeah, about another one. Yeah. Yes. And, You're uh, determined to bury that one. <laughs> and, Brian, uh, you were so dishonest with me. <laughs> Where does it end? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, all lies. So next you're going to tell me you got a tattoo. <laughs> 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 um, so why don't uh, why don't we listen to this one, Kevin, and then you guys guess uh, if you tell me if you can name the song and then the artist. You might know the song. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Are you ready for? Oh wait. wait. I and know. Can you can you start it, please? Oh. At oh. I have a, a cue. A cue. Where's my mm-hmm, cue? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At fifty-seven seconds, please. Give me one second. Seconds. I gotta do some work here. I gotta do some work. This is okay. not easy to slide this little yeah. wheel towards. What the if point. you like put it? The other way, you know, the no, oh, you in landscape mode? Yeah, landscape. Oh boy, our listeners are getting a real window inside our How the way we think well, They shouldn't hear any of this. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> this is bonus content, Jeffy. This <laughs> is what they pay for in Patreon. Yeah, the hidden track. All right, I've heard that. I know it's Ball of Confusion. I cannot remember who does that. Who does it originally, or who this Who this is. I I, I feel like I've heard this version. Hmm. Mm. It's possible. We used to listen to the same radio station in this era. Oh, yes. (laughs) I've never heard this version of the song. This is all new to me, yeah. Uh, That is uh, Love and Rockets covering The Temptations. Love and Rockets. That was a W L I R W D R E band. For that, sure. uh, they sped up the uh, BPM on that a little bit. Yes, yeah. and that's the uh, the U.S. single version. There's like three different versions of their cover of the song. There's a U.K., a U.S. <laughs> I wish cr- you luck. That was super. I cool. wish you luck. Yeah, I feel like we didn't give Jeffy a chance to guess on that one. Jeffy, oh, did you sorry. have any no, idea when you were Love I and Rockets guy? No idea. I, yeah. yeah. All right, well, All right. That's, that one's fantastic. That's a great, well, great song. Like I was saying before, great Temptation song. Yes. Great, this is 86. I was talking about Anthrax doing it in the early 2000s. Yeah, I want to hear that. It, um, it's a song that's unfortunately still painfully 
relevant. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, this could probably be covered every decade. That's what the world something. still is today. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, all right, we're moving on to uh, Adam Felber. Adam Felber will go. You know what? Why don't you just drop the needle on this one? We'll stop soon after the saxophone starts because because it's really. Oh, by the way, wow, we're trying to excite. There's no you, words. <laughs> there's no words here. Uh, this is this is an instrumental track. We'll drop mm, soon after the kazoo section in the middle. Anybody want to guess as to who that is on the piano? It's the famous Billy Joel, Dave Koz duet. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy? That was a very specific uh, wrong answer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, that is 1977, I'm going to say. That is Mr. Keith Jarrett, Ooh. who was... Really, if you know Keith Jarrett, you either know him for things like the Carlin concert, where he just would sit down in front of a piano and improvise for an hour and a half, and those albums sold like hotcakes in the 70s. He was super famous. Also, you might know him with his trio with uh, Gary Peacock and Jack DeJohnette, and they, they did more or less classic jazz. However, in the 70s, when he was casting around, he sometimes wrote and recorded really great pieces of music. This one is called Country. And one of the distinctions it has is he plays a solo version of it when he was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live in, I think, 1978. He was one of the earliest, uh, he was, the cast wanted him to do mm. that song and for him to be, they, the cast actually chose the, him as a musical guest. He's an amazing, amazing performer. But that particular tune called Country is a hidden treasure. It nice. was big, briefly. Never heard it before in my life. That's pretty. That's yeah, pretty you should listen to it all the way through. Yeah. I feel like it would be better if it was just solo, the way he did it on SNL. So if you have Hulu, look up SNL. I think it's season two. Nice. All right, so we're gonna move on to me. I'm going to be the next one on this list, and I'm finishing up our uh, month hour. My month of horror. Uh, oh my god! Themed. Uh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't forget. <laughs> and uh, I've decided just to wait. I mean, this is both a hidden treasure, guilty pleasure, greatest things you can experience. I've went gone for the holy grail of songs in horror films that everyone knows and loves. And I'm just going to play the song, and you are going to. Um, Bask in its glory. Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> and then you are going to, and I recently saw the music video for this, and I realized that th that music video might very well be the primordial ooze from which I came out of. <laughs> Uh-oh. And it goes like this. Wow. <laughs> it's still powerful to this day. Still, still crushes us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tell us uh, what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, could you how could you turn that off? I was rocking so hard remotely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's the fucking Dream Warriors. Yeah, That's from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The Dream Warriors by Dawkin, the greatest of all rock songs tied to a horror film. It's it. Ooh, and greatest and of all rock songs? Name another one. And who was in, who were the Dream Warriors, Kevin? Who, who's who are, in that film? We? Who's, oh, in that film? Yeah, yeah. Who were the Dream Warriors? Well, the, I mean, what's the, the, what's the trick? The actors? The, yeah, yeah. the Dream Warriors? Yeah, well, you've got Patricia Arquette as one of the Dream Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I don't know all their names, actually, as actors. I know their characters. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brian, do you have a piece of trivia Brian, you want to acknowledge? No, it's just... no, the Dream Warriors. I mean, Freddy yeah. Krueger. I mean, it's, yeah. it's them. It is kids in a mental institution, a yeah. mental institution that I have a T-shirt for that mental institution. Sure as you if, do. As if I'm an employee. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they it's like having a Mumford High School T-shirt. Sweat exactly. Yes. yes. And um, and, <laughs> then, Mumford phys ed. and then kids, the kids go in and try to fight Freddy. Freddy ultimately, yeah. he ultimately wins. It's like what you guys always does. did to me the other uh, episode when you. Uh, yeah, it's very similar. To, it's very yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah. But then w- that was the thing was, was Freddy just in the dream or was it in real life? Well, exactly. We yes. Know. The answer to that is absolutely yes. What year was that? Oh, that is 1987. I oh. don't want to see that video, I guess. No, yeah, you oh, do. you do. You do. I do. Oh, my God, you do. Do, you okay. do. If you want to have the most 1987 experience you I'm can sure have. I'm sure I saw it a lot <laughs> in 87. It shows you what an impression it made on if me. If you want I had fr- concentrated 1987. 87, yeah. Yes. I had forgotten about it, put it on, and I was like, this is it. This is everything. This is. I'm yeah. going to have to scour my memory banks for rock songs from horror movies that yeah, might I'm challenging out. you. I've thrown down the gauntlet. Yeah. Name another rock song from a horror film better than the fucking Dream Warriors. What about that song Nope. that <laughs> D'Angelo <laughs> recorded it was a for the Scream 2 He soundtrack. didn't record for it. He put it on it. It was uh, a cover. It wasn't for... It wasn't... He didn't sing Scream 2... Name another song. Oh, wait, 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 it has to have the title in it? Well, it has to be for the movie. It has to be for the movie. has to be for the movie. Ramones Pet Cemetery? That Ooh. is a number two. That's a no. good one, but that's not the best Ramones no, song. No, it's not. This is the best Dawkins song. <laughs> <laughs> and with wow, that, that, let's is, roll on. That is a Venn diagram with a very personal <laughs> intersection. <laughs> All right, and, uh, and closing this that, up, um, yeah, we, I will we take have us got to one year Jeffy. later, and I'm, I'll oh, set this up. Okay. This is one yes, year later, please. and this is from a soundtrack for a movie that uh, my wife and I love, and um, it stars John Cusack and Tim okay. Robbins, and it's called oh. Tape Heads. Yes. yes, I know and, where this is going right away. I love you for this, man. And, and there's the two characters direct videos, and one of the videos direct it, they direct is for this Swedish pop band. I don't remember the name of the Swedish pop band, but they play the following song. So, on screen, it's this uh, Swedish duo, but it's actually Devo. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, that's Mark Mother's, bo- Mark Mother Bo's, Mother's Boss voice you're hearing. That's and, terrific. Uh, you thought I was probably, you thought I was going elsewhere, or were you expecting Baby I Doll? thought you might be giving us Roscoe's, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, yeah. because no. they also make a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles commercial. They I do. was unaware at the time, as an East Coast boy, that there was such a thing as Roscoe's yeah, Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, that it was waffles. a real thing. That it was a real thing, <laughs> but that that's a great cut, too. I I don't even remember why I loved the movie Tape Heads, but I really did. It was really like one fun. of those cult- Cult classics. They, the two the two main characters have an elaborate handshake that takes about forty five seconds to do, and at one point, uh, my wife and I could do that handshake. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. That's that's not I haven't seen that Those since your vows. The theater. I yeah, haven't great. seen. I know of it. I've never seen yeah. it. And that's that's not on any of the streaming services. I have. No, it's lost I have to a, time. I have a C, I have the CD. Fantastic. Well, th- thank you for sharing that. That was a really, really special round of hidden yeah, treasures. Yeah, especially how that Dawkins song that I played. How is Kyle no. going to choose? I don't know, but it is time. <laughs> Kyle, it is time for the crown of fame. 
for hidden oh, treasures. Kyle's coming Step over. What's going on? Mic? What do you got, man? We're all nervous now, Kyle. Oh, he's jogging in like this a relief why, pitcher. Yeah. This is why I had to stop the recording because this wasn't a recording earlier. Okay. Oh. But I think uh, I think Kevin has stopped. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. That's a credit. I'm accepting just it. said your I name. Kevin had stopped uh, Adam's needle drop just a little bit too early because oh. he, he's just afraid that it was going to win, and it does. What? It's pretty crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Keep what? <laughs> Cut it off too soon. That is why. Yeah, that is why he won. Wow. I wow. I've accepted the, the trophy because he said my name first. No, you know that that one. The counting had stopped. I don't know why the <laughs> no, counting no. was continuing on after you had given it to me. That wasn't Adam's a hanging like chat, dude. The crowns at this point. <laughs> What's that? I said, I think Adam's just running away with the crowns at this point. He is. I'm starting to wonder if there's some sort of uh, payola situation going on here. I I think we should stop counting. I I don't think we should stop counting. I think we should count. I have my own own system of counting. Listen, guys, this is only because I'm not ahead. Yeah, uh, yes. Jeffy said that he wants the counting to stop because he's not ahead. Okay. Um, but what I want to say about the, about my thank you very much for the crown of fame. What I want to say about that cut is when I was looking into can I find a live version of it, and, and it turns out that that cut, although completely unknown to most people, really does have a second life happening on YouTube right now. Lots no. of people playing it solo. Lots of people, um, you know, posting Keith Jarrett's live performances. I thought I was the only guy who like was ever moved by that tune, and it's it it lives. What was, the, what was the name of it? Country. Country okay. by Keith Jarrett. And the thing is, I oh, thought right. I was the only person moved by Baby Doll, and I was watching you guys on the video, bopping along to it, and totally. it made my Into night. It, it was, it <laughs> was genuine. Baby it was pure. Doll. It gave me some magma feels. Everything but, about yeah, that was yeah, solid. it was pretty special. All right, everybody, uh, <laughs> there we are. Dad Band Land has reached an end. This was a this was a all star fun one, Jeffy. I hope you make it back safe from San Diego. Magma feels. All right, everybody, send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Drop us a review. On, especially on Apple Podcasts, because we're told that makes a difference. A couple of you dropped reviews recently, yeah. and they were they were wonderful. So please, more of that. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Dad Band Land is produced by me and by Jeffy Branion. Opening music montage by Jeffy. Editing and Starburns production by Kyle McGraw. Our theme song is by Adam Korn. And Dad Band Land will be back next week. All right. DBL. DBL. Dad Band DBL. will return. <laughs> In... Dad Band Land, episode 36. <laughs> <laughs>